Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. The core competency of creativity. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, and today we're diving into that core competency of creativity as one of the leadership principles within The Complete Leader. As you know, this podcast is an extension of the book. So hopefully you have the book, The Complete Leader by Ron Price, and you're, you're able to listen to this podcast on a regular basis as we fill in some of the blanks and dive a little deeper into each of those competencies. Today, Courtney Fighter, and Courtney is a pioneer in the field of creative disruption and a faculty member for The Complete Leader. She focuses on identifying a company's creative heart, helping achieve disruption with, with a systemic creative overhaul from leadership to marketplace. She's also an executive coach for rising young leaders, female executives, B-schoolers, and business owners. Merging her background in the corporate world, agency work, and entrepreneurship, Courtney helps identify and shape new leaders and filling the growing leadership gap with interruptive, creative, next-level thinkers. Courtney, welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast. Thank you. So uh, let's let's learn a little bit about you. I know you've been on some previous episodes. I will encourage our listeners to go back and listen to those. But how did you get into this area of expertise around creativity? Well, um, kind of a lifelong <clears throat> self-taught artist. I was always fascinated and just really compelled by creativity and driven by it, really. So it was, you know, something I just did because I had to. And gradually, I got into more formal education and, you know, worked it into my entire career path. I went into corporate marketing and a lot of brand management work and then gradually started to see that when I owned an agency for about 10 years, a brand and marketing agency, a lot of the common thread with people I was helping was that they really needed more leadership assistance and more organizational strategy and, and just sort of the, the DNA of what they need to be doing with their business in order to get to the place where they were ready for agency work. So I found that I liked that more than anything else. And so I, I decided to become more of a consultant who focused on helping with just that. So um, now, you know, it's a moment in time, like things are changing and disruption is scary. And I'm trying to really help decriminalize that and help people really release their creative prohibition and lean into being creative, but also see that there's clear return on investment with that. So luckily for me, I've been able to find a welcome home with the Complete Leader Program and I'm part of their faculty and I, I try to help with that element specifically. So take us now and tell us a story that really impacted you and where you saw this concept of creativity and leadership play out in a way that, that has that level of impact and really is at the core essence of, of what you're working to accomplish. Well, you know, at one point I was working with a number of different advertising agencies and I loved the work and I decided to kind of strike out on my own and create my own agency concept and, and start working in the space of events. And so I was fortunate enough, I had a long relationship with Hewlett Packard and I was fortunate enough to work on an event that they did. It was in Salt Lake City. It was in this beautiful facility where you could see the entire, you know, I don't know if you've been to Salt Lake, but see the entire sort of valley with all the snowy mountains and it was just gorgeous. And they had this cocktail party at the end of this big tier one sales summit. But the cool thing that they did that was really, really different was 
they had had this two or three day business meeting, which was brought together leaders from the internal business unit and then their individual partners that worked for these major companies that sold printer solutions. And then they capped it off with this big party. And what they did was partner each of the business unit leaders with a couple of their own clients. And then they put them in these teams. And in this cocktail party setting with these visual screens and all this cool stuff, they set up this contest where in real time, these little teams of three or four were designing a new snowboard design um, using their brand and HP's brand. And I mean, I think they had like 90 minutes. It was very brief. And each of them was assigned a graphic designer and they were just having a great time, but they were just really working as a team and really expanding their minds and really, really doing things in terms of thinking that they didn't typically do at all. And then Hewlett Packard brought in some celebrity judges, including Sean White and Sean White got to select the winning snowboard right there, you know, two hours in, and it was actually made into a snowboard and, and used. And, and that particular company that was part of that solution was just incredibly excited about it. And it just drove a lot of really interesting energy. And the cool part about it was, you know, in that engagement where you put all those business leaders together and you saw them working on true business solutions and ways they were going to further their business initially, and then moving over into this really enjoyable, completely different activity, you saw phenomenal business conversations happening in the flexible creative space. And the results were showing, you know, I saw, I got to see some of the sales results after that were the long thread after that for maybe 90 days or so. And you saw that they were hitting, you know, annual results exceeding by 200 to 400% of their annual sales goals. And it was a lot of it due to the fact that they just put in, been put in this comfortable creative environment, made very safe together and able to really express themselves creatively. And then there was a level of trust that was created and, and they were off to the races. So I, I think it was pretty experimental at the time, but it was extremely successful. I worked on a similar program with something they did with Sundance Film Festival that was had similar results. So it's pretty cool. Um, you know, it's the, the uh, people that got to go to these events thought it was phenomenal, really enjoyed it. And then the results were fantastic for the company putting it on. So everybody wins. You'd have to say for a company, HP, who's known for printers, computers, to go off into the snowboard space, even just <laughs> yeah. for two hours, that's that's definitely breaking paradigms. But let's explicitly connect the dots from the snowboard exercise to sales results of two, two to four hundred percent improvement. Mm -hmm. What what are some of the specific things that you saw that a business should look for that uh, that achieved that? Well, they were intelligent because in the beginning they set up what they were going to be doing through the business meeting part of things. So the 48 hours or so before this big party was, was business meeting. And yet during that business meeting, there was a lot of direct engagement between the people inside the company and the people outside the company. And they were talking about things differently and they were setting the scene that they were there to change paradigms and their upper level leadership from that part of that HP business unit was at front and center at, in the front of the room talking about this and advocating for it and, and getting behind it. And then those same leaders were there for the entire, you know, sort of social event. It was so much more than that. And it was structured as such. And, you know, attendance was organized 
ahead of time so that they would be there the entire time because they needed to show that they were firmly in support of creativity being on the business agenda and that it was a clear part of the budget and that it was organized and designed to help them, you know, these companies, these partners really accelerate in their business. So what was cool is, you know, they use their technology for sure. They used their computers, they, for the graphic design, they used some forms of their, their printers to actually apply some of the design to the snowboard. I mean, they really did exhibit their technology and they were intelligent about that, but the crux of it was they had a great time together. They broke paradigms down. They fulfilled on a promise they made in the business part of things in a really fun, creative, innovative way. And they let these people be really different with the way they brought ideas to business. So in the following months, you saw these same partners coming back to the Hewlett Packard business people saying, we really, you know, that was so cool. And we really want to express a new idea about what might work for how we can sell your equipment to our customer. And you found that they were intentionally innovating because the model had been set for them. And that's a big part of what I think TCL advocates, um, the complete leader advocates related to creativity is, is making sure that the business leader is behind it and that it's on the business agenda. So you just explained the foundational aspect of it, the really all-inclusive buy-in of, of people. What happened over the arc of the two hours during the design competition? What did you see happen? What changes? Did you see the, the actual shift in paradigms or a shift in paradigm? Take us there. You really, you really did. Um, it was interesting. It was a dark room. It was set up like a cocktail party. Like I said, you had this beautiful view with all these city lights and snow and like a 360 degree, you know, windows kind of view. And you had wonderful food and music and, and not everybody was participating. There was one or two people from the HP side of things and then a couple of partners in each team. And there were maybe three or four teams. And then they had these big, beautiful screens where you could, as the audience, watch the design process happening. So they were all interacting together almost on this timed, you know, they felt a lot of pressure actually, but the energy in the room was incredible. You went from kind of a typical end of a great, you know, two day business meeting party and nobody really knew what was coming except for the organizers. And then they roll out these screens, they roll out this live DJ from California came in and they you know, really set the scene with music and food and drink and just people enjoying themselves and relaxing, but they were exhibiting their technology explicitly and a, so much energy and momentum was being gained. And by the time it was all done and then Sean White comes out and again, people didn't know he was going to show up. And he judges the contest, you know, the energy was through the roof. So when they went home, they were floating on cloud nine and they, they wanted to do nothing more than, you know, they, these, a lot of these business partners work with a lot of other printing companies. So getting their attention was a big deal, but just letting them be expansive. And then, then really, I think the best thing they did was in the months that followed, they really followed up on a lot of these new ideas that those business partners brought. And so, uh, you know, they made good on that concept. They not only endorsed their own version of it, but they listened to and took those ideas from these other outside that had nothing to do with their business to work with their competitors. And they said, yeah, we accept that that's a great idea and we want to you know, see what we can do about it. They couldn't do everything, obviously, but they tried. Really and that made a big difference. They were listening. Really hard for somebody to go from, well, that's the way we've always done it mm -hmm. after having an experience like what you just described. Exactly. So saying we can do just about anything we put our minds to with a creative approach. 
And you know what's interesting to me? This was a few years ago, and I, it was pretty out of the box at that time. But I really see a lot more of this kind of thing happening in business. People are searching for a way to apply creativity as an engine for innovation and and put machine and action behind what they can do and, and make it fun, make people enjoy what they're doing. So I think that there is a, a unique window of opportunity right now in business that it, it's a little more acceptable than it was. And people are seeing that it, it genuinely affects the business result too. I've got a couple of studies I, I reference a lot from, you know, a couple of leadership researchers from the Institute for Behavioral Research and Technology and, and Harvard Business Review, where they talk about, you know, the results of similar programs, not that specific, but following some of these creative paradigms and how they can truly see business results. So you're seeing a lot of it, more of that documentation. And I think that's helping because it's helping, you know, nervous leaders understand that other people are seeing it work. Awesome. So for the leader, the business owner who's driving to work in the morning and they're listening to this and they're saying, okay, well, I, I don't have the resources of an HP. I don't have access to a Sean White. I, I don't even know yeah. where to, I don't know where to start. Help us get to that place. Where can we, where can that business owner who says, you've got my attention. I definitely know this is important. I want to do this in my business. Where does that person start? I think the biggest thing is that the leader has to acknowledge that I think a phenomenal number of people really block themselves creatively at a very young age. And even in the last two decades of business, most of us have been blocking during that as well and, and really haven't been encouraged to open that up and unblock that. So that's the first problem. And I think if they can show that they're willing to do that and they're willing to you know, sort of open their hearts and minds to that approach in their business, it'll make a really big difference. So you know that they validate creativity as an engine for innovation and something that can help and they believe in the idea of unblocking the creative prohibition. And then I think in terms of action, they can just recognize that everyone's creative. They can really adopt a beginner's mind to their approach and, you know, really let, encourage their employees to record their daily results and come up with um, sort of a tracking mechanism of how things are going, what's gone well and what's gone poorly and look for gaps in what they're writing down, but write everything down. And then really just start to manage their surroundings, but crowdsource creativity from all levels in business, from all levels of expertise, from all ages, and maximize on ideation and the volume of ideas and keep expanding that creativity within a framework that they set so that it's not just do anything anytime, you know, giving their employees or their staff or their team some structure to what is, you know, creativity in that workspace and then letting them kind of go work freely within that structure. So from your perspective, define a beginner's mind. What does that look like? You know, I think a lot of it is just dropping the ego that's inherent with an upper level leader stereotype. So I'm not saying upper level level leaders all have that ego, but just that we have that paradigm that we believe is true. If we can kind of let that go and let go of the ladder climbing approach to leadership in terms of creativity, at least, and really look everywhere, this is really important, especially with this big multi-generational workplace we're working in right now. I'm very, very young leaders all the way up to, you know, people who would have in other generations already left the workplace. You have a lot of different mindsets. And so if we can kind of accept that in creativity, everything is from the perspective of zero and just building from there, helping each other along the way. 
And then you mentioned uh, in your third item. So we start by recognizing that everyone is creative. And I'll reference back to one of those initial, you know, if you'll, as listeners, search back in the archives of the Complete Leader podcast and look for Courtney's name and listen to that first podcast where Courtney joins us. She talks about this idea that everyone is creative and really breaks down and, and takes a look at what that means. So number one, recognize everyone's creative. Number two, adopt a beginner's mind and and record the daily results, which is is really important. Uh, thirdly, you said to crowdsource creativity. Where should we start to look when we talk about crowdsourcing creativity? I think that one mistake is you used to look for creativity in the copywriter or the designer or even an engineer or, you know, you'd only look for it in specific roles. And I think now we need to try to, to work a little harder at encouraging everyone to open those doors. Some will be more primed for different levels of it than others at different times, but everyone needs to practice it in order for it to work out well organizationally. And really the greater volume of ideas you have, the better chance you have of a creative solution working in the workplace because it takes so many ideas and such a great volume of creativity to get someplace with, with some, I mean, I guarantee you that beautiful, wonderful, it seemed perfectly choreographed, choreographed summit with, um, you know, expensive party they threw with Sean White as a judge and snowboards being produced and whatever was still quite well thought out on the back end. And it felt very spontaneous. And I think that's what a great creative solution looks like. There's a lot of practice and a lot of measurement and watching that happens all the time at work. And then the, you know, plan gets put into place, it gets executed and the marketplace gets to see it as sort of flawless and effortless. Um, but it's really not the way that it grows up. And so I think doing that and then creating a safe space for people to make mistakes within the framework of expressing their ideas about creativity is really important to that crowdsourcing. Cause if you're not creating safety and letting people express ridiculous things and beautiful things and coming up with the, but letting the right things rise, you're not going to get the solutions you're looking for. Fantastic. Courtney Fighter, if folks want to reach out to you, contact you, what's the best way? Um, they can visit the Complete Leader website or I am on Twitter and Instagram as at Courtney Fighter. Terrific. And that's F E I. D is in Delta E-R, how you spell the last name. Courtney Fighter, thank you so much for a conversation about creativity. And this is the Complete Leader Podcast. Everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org. 